Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Welcome to High Trust Today, the podcast. I'm on a quest to help people win in business and in life. To do that, I know they must trust themselves, their relationships, their business, and they most certainly must trust their future. When you do that, you set in motion a universe of possibilities, and that journey begins right now. Yes, it is Halloween. Today is the day that fear dominates. It's all about scary. It's all about blood. It's all about gore and guts. And I guess it's all about any costume you actually want to wear. But I was thinking this morning about this idea of um, kind of the things that get associated with Halloween. And on this episode, I'm going to talk specifically about two things that have to do with how you present in the marketplace. How do you really dress for the marketplace? What is the the costume or what is the you, the real you that comes out when you're in the marketplace and you're trying to add value and influence people? The other thing I want to talk about in this episode is what would happen if you redefined your definition of fear. So let's start first with the, the concept of, of what do you dress up as in the marketplace? Now, you got to follow me on this because I have a specific story that I want to tell you about when I was a brand new salesperson, just graduated from college, 23 years old, on the streets. I had a 90-day salary, and then I was going to go straight commission. And I remember that I wanted to look professional. I remember that I I wanted to dress up as you will, and and I hadn't ever understood the the real business look. I mean, I knew what it looked like, but man, I just graduated from college and I'm going to be calling on professional people and trying to add value to them and 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 ask for business. And so it was that day that I started realizing I've got to kind of look the part, right? I got to kind of walk the walk and talk the talk and I got to look even though I'm not successful as the numbers or the business or the pipeline or the orders, not successful yet about what that looks like, but I had this kind of inkling that I needed to at least look the part, right? And I didn't have a, I didn't have a lot of money coming out of college. And uh, I remember that I had a, a brand new Citibank credit card. It had a, I think it had a $1,500 limit on it. And I remember, true story, that the costume that I went and bought was a business suit at JCPenney's. And I went to JCPenney's, you know, it's a, a brand that, that is historically, you know, one of the, the low cost providers. And it would be the precursor to maybe today's Target or, or Ross or, or something like that. And I remember getting a shirt, a suit, a pair of pants, socks, a belt, one tie, and, uh, and a coat. And that was my costume. And, you know, I remember the first day I put it on that, that I felt uniquely different dressing up for the role of business. And I remember that, that as I went along, you know, and thinking about this, I thought about, you know, each time that I have business to do, I need to look like a professional business person. And I think that, that the interesting story here has to do with two things. It has to do with the look and it has to do with the psychology. And so the quick lesson here is, as I became more and more successful, as I then bought another suit, and then as I left JCPenney and went to you know, a, a little bit higher end store, and then as I went through my first year, and then I went through my second year, I remember in my second year, I ran into a gentleman, his name was Mike, and Mike happened to be 
a custom clothier and I was introduced to him by my mentor who was 12 years older than me, far down the track, super successful. And my mentor is actually the guy that, that introduced me to um, Mike, who then became my tailor. But before he became my tailor, he said something very interesting to me, and I'm gonna give this to you, and it's, it's really not about the number that I'm about to give you, it's about the concept. And so I was talking with Mike, and I hadn't bought any clothes yet, I hadn't ever even contemplated having you know, a custom anything. And, um, and Mike said to me, he said, he said, if you wanna be a millionaire, you need to dress like you already are. And it was really interesting. So I, I started thinking about, um, I'd like to be wealthy. I'd like to, to make you know, a lot of money. I'd like, to, I'd like to be able to work with really, really great people. I'd like to attract people into kind of um, a desired relationship with me. And I realized that, that part of what I needed to do is I needed to look like I was what I wanted to be. And in the psychology of success, that remains the truth today. You have to live as if you are. You have to be as if you are. You have to think as if you are. You have to operate as if you are. Those kinds of affirmations and those kinds of positive psychological hits change how you feel about you. When you change how you feel about you, you change what you do. When you change how you feel about you, you change what you do. And so I remember feeling that um, I kind of leveled up. I, I, I needed to know that I needed to catch up with what I looked like. You know, I needed to catch up intellectually. I needed to not only dress the part, but I needed to authentically be the part. And so that became, became my journey. My journey was to look like an advisor. My journey was to look successful. My journey was to be an advisor. And my journey was to be successful. And so the costume is what initially opened the gates to what was possible. Today, I'm not saying that you, you fake it till you make it. I'm not suggesting that you go spend a lot of money if you're new to selling to look the part. I'm not even saying that in some markets, a, a suit is even necessary today. But what I am saying is people that look in the mirror, that feel good about themselves, tend to do good in business and life. And people that look in the mirror and don't feel good about themselves tend to not do as well in business and life. So that's the first point, okay? The second point is you can't get through Halloween without the haunted house, without the fear, without the scariness, without you know any of that going on conceptually as something that we probably associate to a day like today. But what I really wanna communicate is what are you afraid of? And I think it's interesting as you contemplate the question. In fact, for 15 seconds right now, in a moment of silence, think about as a professional salesperson, a human being walking the planet, just think for 15 seconds, what do you fear? So I don't know what you came up with, but I have to tell you that fear is a very, very real emotion. I think fear is, a, is an even more real emotion when you're going through change, 
I think fear is a, a very real emotion when you're trying to grow. I think fear is a real, uh, real honest emotion when you're not confident about your next steps. I think that anytime you run into something that isn't actually part of your plan, that causes you have to have to rethink who you are, what you are, why you are, what you're doing, where you're doing it, with whom you're doing it, when all those things kind of raise their head, fear is the obvious emotion that occurs. Anybody that innovates understands fear and failure. Anybody that wants to raise their game understands fear and failure. Anybody that has ever gone through loss as a process to gain win understands fear and failure. And I think what's interesting about this concept of, of you know, the fear factor on Halloween is it stimulates the adrenaline, it stimulates the endorphins, it stimulates the dopamine and the systems in our brain and how our brain operates. And in the purest sense of fear, most human beings seek shelter or they shut down. It's hard to move forward when you're afraid. It's hard to, to be positive when you're afraid. It's, it's hard to level your game up when you're afraid. It's, it's hard to, to, to become a better version of you when you're afraid and if you're afraid. And so one of the things that I think is kind of an interesting thing just to throw out there on Halloween is this idea of how do you um, push fear out? And how do, you, how do you take fear, which is a, initially a, a negative emotion, and how do you translate fear into positive action? I remember in 1998, we were, I think at that point, we were six years in to our sales mastery event. We're now in the, in the 27th year, having just completed that event. And um, we hired Les Brown. And Les Brown became a very, very good friend of mine. Les is a, a very positive, kind of inspiring force. He's got this energy and this voice and this positivity that is second to none. And I remember in 1998, he was talking about fear. And, and one of the things that I liked that he said, and I'll never forget it, he said, the key to fear is oftentimes to leap and then grow your wings on the way down. And it was a metaphor for procrastination. It was a metaphor for stagnation. It was a metaphor for staying stuck. And the idea about fear is you need to reinterpret it and think differently about it so that you can be unstuck. What we know is, is that, that fear has certain emotional, mental, and psychological consequences. On the other side of fear is this confidence, this desired end result, this purposeful reason for why I'm doing what I want to do anyway, which might be creating fear and doing something to hit fear squarely in the face. And I think it's action. I think it's, it's, it's taking the step. I think that, you know, one of the, the, the ideas that I remember from Les's presentation is he said, when you hit fear head on, fear will start to die. And I think that's a very positive kind of metaphor to think about that, that fear gets pushed out when I move into it, when I lean into it. Fear, if I don't lean into it, becomes overwhelming and can stall me out. So what is on the other side of fear? Well, on the other side of fear would be purpose. Why am I doing what I'm doing? On the other side of fear is preparation. If I'm ready to go and I'm more prepared, fear has a death. 
when I when I when I look at outcome and I go all the way to the end, as Stephen Covey often talked about, begin with the end in mind. If I understand that I can go through fear to get to the end result, when I start to see what the end result looks like and I realize that there's going to be a little bit of pain between now and then, okay, but I know what I'm going for, fear starts to dissipate and die. And I think at the end of the day, what, what ends up happening is oftentimes when we grow in the midst of fear by taking action and reevaluating the purpose for which I'm wanting to do what I'm doing anyway, which is the catalyst for fear, I start to realize that stepping into it is where the door opens. And that often the outcome is what I was afraid of never materialized. I remember at Mastery this year, I was talking about, you know, the, the idea of living in the present. I was, I was talking about today is the day that matters. And, you know, yesterday is, is history and tomorrow is a mystery. And, you know, today is the day that I advance. And so what do I do today to advance? so that I have less fear tomorrow. And it might be a phone call that um, to this point I haven't made. It might be a conversation that I haven't had. It might be um, an appointment that I need to conduct. It might be a trip to the gym that I've been procrastinating. It might be this or it might be that. And what I know is that when you do whatever you do that moves you into fear, fear dissipates. And that's the goal. So one of the psychological things that I think you could really kind of hang your hat on, so to speak, you could really have confidence in, is the idea that preparation, preparedness, practice, skills, approaches, conversations, when it's not live, is one of the greatest ways to, when it is live, go through the door. And what we know is anybody that's afraid of doing something will stall out, and anybody who is prepared to do something will go forward. And so you take that, that word, fear, F-E-A-R, and it can be really negative. You know, there's a lot of things that we associate fear with that never come to manifestation. You've probably heard fear stands for false expectations appearing real. We worry about things that never materialize. On the other side of fear is the same four letters, but it now stands for feeling excited and ready. And the point I want to make on Halloween is your fear goes bye-bye when you're prepared. You can be excited instead of fearful. I'm feeling excited and I'm ready. Ready means preparation. I can tell you right now that anything you do that has an initial layer of fear that you're able to go through to the other side requires an emotional shift to attack. It requires an emotional shift to reposition, to readdress, to refamiliarize yourself. And if I can change fear as a negative emotion to fear as a positive emotion, then I have nothing to fear. So that's the lesson. And if you can look the part and move forward like you are the part, you can do the things that nobody else is doing because you're prepared, everybody else is afraid, and you can feel good doing it. That is the key to success. Look the part, 
Act the part, do the part, and you will succeed. Thank you for listening to the High Trust Today podcast. If you want to make this year your best year ever and double, triple, or even quadruple your volume and performance, then I want you to click the link for your ticket to Sales Mastery in the show notes to find out how you can make more money in less time with less stress.